Drop the subject. Drop the subject on this Friday. Getting into Pride Weekend. Everyone is gearing up. Everyone's breaking out the rainbow gear, shaking it out, giving it a good ironing because it's going to get a lot of use this weekend. Will you be uh, welcome back, Jarrett? Jarrett oh, yes. was in New I'm York, here. and now you are back in uh, in the Los Angeles. Finally, you were flying to San Francisco earlier this week for our live broadcast. It was our first from our fifteen fifty AM station. We launched on that earlier, which was really very exciting. A lot of fun. And then right after that, you got on another plane and went across the country to New York yes. to to panel it out. Paneled it up really uh, well. Yeah. Paneled it up, and I, I did watch some of your panel, and I was very happy to notice that you uh, that dude wipes got a mention. Oh God! I was I loved that. Wipes. I mean, in, a, in in this environment where everyone's talking about these very core LGBT issues, and then you brought up dude wipes. Well, it was we were talking, perfect. We were talking about toxic masculinity, and I, I and you can't talk about toxic masculinity exactly, without, without mentioning dude wipes. dude wipes and man can. Do we talked about all three? Dude wipes, man can, and, and war paint. And Warping. Yeah, um, the, it went the over men's well. Makeup. Yeah, it was great. We had a really good panel. So um, shout out to the folks at Vayner for having me. Um, I, the 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 panel's online, so I'll tweet out the link if you guys want to watch it. It was a really good conversation about the LGBTQ the LGBTQ community's uh, influence on internet culture and how like our gay culture has become like you know popular culture, mainstream culture. So it well, was really good. And then you did you fly in this morning because you were here right at the wire. I mean, yeah. you got here like a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> I got in last night um and like kind of almost crashed and then you know how like your tiredness like comes in waves so like i was tired when i got home and i was like oh i could go to bed now but it was too early and then like i got a second win and ordered food and then i like i did crash but this morning uh so my ex left his car at my house because i live really close to the airport we're in really good terms like there's no issues between us um but i have his car and so i normally uber all the time yeah, you are a frequent Uber. Yeah, I, I Uberer. I Uber all the time. I enjoy driving, but like I just I, I Uber. So it, it's just. But why? But why do you Uber so much if you enjoy driving? Well, I thought it was because you hate driving. Well, I no no no. I actually enjoy driving, but I've been a freelancer for so long that like money's up and down all the time. So it's like it just makes more sense for me to Uber than to have a car and the expense of another car and all that kind of stuff. And like I always work in the car, so like I will be emailing or whatever. So it's always more convenient as well. I see. So you're maximizing your time by doing things in the car during your Uber ride and, exactly. and not engaging with your driver. It, well, I do engage. My driver today was really, that's a whole chatty. other story. Very chatty. So that's, but you drove, so you drove your ex-boyfriend's car to work today. Yes, but I had to go to his house to get his key because he didn't leave the key. So then I had to go, I had to lift all the way to his house <laughs> and then all the way back to my house and then get in the car and then drive here because I have other things to do later today that it just wouldn't make sense for me to go back home later. I see. So, but he has this, this thing that is a pet peeve of mine because he never has any gas in his car. Like his oh. car is never be- above a quarter tank of gas and it drives me insane. So I'm leaving the house like 40 minutes to the hour literally 50 minutes ago I'm leaving the house I jump in the car finally like able to head on head to work and it's like you have eight miles left in this gas tank 
And I was like, what? See, I, I am snickering because that's literally in my car right now. I have zero gas. It's, it's The gas light crazy. has been on for like 20 miles. Well, it, it drives me insane because one, like, why are you always living on the edge? Like, he makes plenty of money. He could, you know, fill it's up his It's not about the time. money. It's not about the money. And like, he is, it's just something that he does. And I know that as a drive, as, as a person who knows a little bit about cars, like, you actually burn through more gas when you leave it on the lower end of the of the tank as oh, opposed yeah. to if you fill it up. The 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 cons very much outweigh the pros. Absolutely. When you are when you're yeah, but you're living you're living on the edge and trying to push push push. It's because of bad time management. I can tell you from my experience, I never have gas in my car, uh, and it's because getting gas is so inconvenient for me that I'm like I'd rather just see if I can make it. I Can just, I make it? Today, I was like, oh, gosh. So then I, I stopped at the gas station that's closest to my house, and I was filling it up, and I was like, I was going to put $25 in, and then I was like, maybe I'll just put $20 in. And, just, and I was like, Jared, it's going to take 10 more seconds for it to put, put another $5 right. in there. And I was like... Why doesn't he do this? Like it just—it was like. Well, me I time. think that cars are a very good indicator of uh, the the current state status of the of the couple. Like I think that the being in the car and dealing with car things and car pet peeves is the equivalent of a bicycle built for two. It brings out all of the relationship flaws. Mm. You know what I mean? Because people are very pick, picky about what they do with their cars, how they drive their cars, how they keep their cars, whether there's piles of trash in it or whether it's immaculate. Uh, Katie and I are at polar opposites when it comes to how we take care of our cars and how we use our cars. She drives like a grandma. She puts on her turn signal. She goes the speed limit. She will stay in the right lane. Even if there's somebody that's like a truck that's going 40 miles an hour and thinking, I should probably pass this person. She's just going. She's just like, you know, this is part of my commute. And I am like... Uh, Bad out of hell. Oh yeah, I'm I'm like a micro machine going in, bobbing in and out of traffic. But I I have admitted low recently that I am not a good driver. I've accepted so, it after after I backed into a UPS truck one day. I was okay. like, this is this is uh, I think the tipping point where I need to just go ahead and admit that I'm not a great driver. Well, that that actually kind of leads me to the other thing I said we could talk about this uh, at the top of the show is like my road rage. Like I, whenever I see other people with road rage, I'm always like, "You guys, calm down. It's not that serious." The second I get behind the wheel, it, it's like, it's it's not annoying if when it's not annoying yeah. when I do it. When other people do it, it's like, "Calm down. It's not that serious." Oh my god! Right. Like it's it's really bad. But it's everyone Today, takes their own things personally. Oh, absolutely. But then you're when you see other people doing it, you're like, "Come, come on, why are down. you like, why are you cutting that person off and slamming on your brakes because you're mad that they didn't let you in so or whatever?" I have I have something that I always say in my road rage and like. I my mom used to always like if we're at a stoplight she'd be like is there a particular shade of green that you're waiting for <laughs> or she'd be like it says stop not park you know like uh. different things like that for me it's always like drive like you're going somewhere like <laughs> you know what I mean like like you have somewhere to be like I hate when it's just like just like the person is just like kind of like that's interesting around. that you have like an actual saying I actually just it's uh, involuntary I don't even think about it until after it's come out of my mouth yeah well you have to get creative about how you're about what you're saying to <laughs> To the drivers and it doesn't matter because they can't hear you yeah. it's really just about yourself what I do is I hybridize different swear words oh like I'll be like douche F like I, I will get really creative <laughs> with how or I'll that. be like S storm effort like Ooh. I will just start because I, I want to say all the swear words at once mm, okay. so I start kind of mish, it's like a ha, like a mash tag kind of thing okay. of, of all of a bunch of swear words and it's really fun I, I actually do enjoy a good uh, swear word portmanteau 
my my friend loves the word portmanteau of when we hybridize hybridize those words. Like I love doing that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, when I'm in the car with uh, with Katie and and uh, my gas light goes on, she is automatically at a at a at a ten anxiety wise, and she's like, "You need to you need to find a gas station right now." I'm like, Katie. I, I know my car. I've got at least another 25 to 30 miles on this thing. Oh, and she's like, no, you need to put, like, what if we get stuck? There's a, there's a um, a rule. Well, I don't know if everyone knows about this rule, but there's a, an understanding that you should always have at least a quarter tank of gas in your car yes. at any given time because of an emergency situation. Well, if that, you're at the and, apocalypse or whatever, and they're like, get in the car, and uh, then you're in, a, in your ex-boyfriend situation, you have no gas, you only can go eight miles, and traffic, then you get... Allie traffic you could be sitting on the 405 forever and not being able to move and you run out of gas that's true and then you're one of those people that makes traffic worse because you have to pull yeah because you ran out of gas you're the douche who ran out of gas the douche s my head is going to explode like every i'm always like why is there no gas in this car um okay we're gonna take a quick break when we come back you have a story about a surprise celebrity guest at a show you went to last night yes we're gonna get into that I don't know who this person is but I'm, I'm excited to hear it um, I thought I knew and you were like oh no it's not that it's something else no 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 it's something completely different okay. and I want to get your take on it because I am baffled alright that's coming up next on Drop the Subject with Jared Alley on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com Drop the Subject we'll be right back Drop the Subject Drop the subject on the new Channel Q on radio and radio.com. Launched in some new markets this week. Very exciting. Of course, we were there celebrating the launch of our AM station up in San Francisco, 1550 AM. So you can hear us there in addition to uh, 97.3 HD2 up there in the Bay Area at our old stomping grounds. And uh, we also launched in Dallas, right? Dallas, uh, Denver, Denver, St. Louis, and Washington, D.C. Yeah, so very, very exciting stuff. And, of course, we are celebrating Pride this weekend uh, in L.A., but then there's also, you can look for Q in D.C. We're, we're there as well. You can look for Q in Boston. And, of course, happy Pride to Key West, Florida, Philadelphia, New Orleans, and Pittsburgh, all celebrating their Pride. And Sacramento as well. This week. Oh, yeah. uh, this weekend. And, and Sacramento. Can't can't forget our good old friends in Sacramento. <laughs> um, I last night went to a, a gay thing. Go figure. And uh, it was something that I've been trying to get out there a little more, trying to go to events that I don't, don't necessarily know anything about. Mm-hmm. And I received a, an inv- invite in my inbox for this event called I Am Woman. Okay. Hear and you it, roar. Yeah, exactly. And it was five bucks, so I was like, sure, I'll, I'll go to that. It was a very long day for me. I was... Uh, Anyway, I I was very tired by the time I showed up at 8 o'clock. The thing was supposed to go to 10 p.m. And as soon as I got there, I ran into somebody I knew. And uh, this this, uh, producer, this film producer named Kristen, I was like, oh my gosh, it's good to see you. She's like, yeah, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, I'm just kind of, you know, doing gay stuff. And she was (laughs) like, oh, I'm I'm here uh, screening a film. And I was like... Oh, and immediately in my mind, I was like, I'm going to have to watch the film and it's going to be really long. Oh, God. So I was like, oh, cool. What time does that start? And she was like, 845. I was like, okay, great. And I kind of like shimmied over elsewhere just to not commit, mm-hmm. but not say no. So then my I, I meet my other friend, Lauren, she, uh, Lauren Flans. She's also been on the show. We, uh, we, 
you know, walked around. There was like a lesbian being body painted. There was like an art <laughs> exhibit where people like were covered in tinfoil and taking pictures. There was there was two people on a on a bench that were just sitting in silence with their eyes closed, breathing each other in. <laughs> okay, I don't even so, know what that means. I don't either. Okay. I was like, is it okay for me to sit on this bench? I don't know what's going on. Is this is this an art project or is this like a literal bench? That's funny. It was too gay even for me. Which is saying something. Which is saying something. I was like, I'm not gay enough for this. But so then we we went and sat down in there's like a little theater area, like a little a room where there's performance going on. Mm-hmm. So we sat down. We watched we watched some singers and then some comedians and stuff. And then they were like, all right, we're gonna take a, a little break. And then we're going to come back with the film screening. I was like, great, this is my out. This is my time where right. I get to leave. I can ditch. And uh, yeah, it was like 940 at this point. Okay. So I'm, I'm sitting there talking to my friend Lauren. We're gabbing away. And then I'm like, all right, well, I'm going uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to head out. And then I see all these people piling back into the theater. Uh-oh. And I was, I was literally about to walk out the door. And someone was like, hey, are you going to watch the rest of the show? And I was like, no, I got to go. And they were like, we have a surprise celebrity guest. She's about to come out. And I was like, uh, and I'm looking at Lauren because she was going to leave too. And yeah. we're like, should we stay for this celebrity guest? And I was like, well, who is it? And they were like, you're, you're about to find out. We're, she's going to come and do a couple songs. It's really like, we didn't think she would be able to come, blah, 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 blah. I kind of hate this kind of stuff, but it's also kind of cool sometimes. But So I didn't know what to do. I was like, I want to find out who the celebrity guest is. Like, is it Cher? Who's it going to be? Right. Am I going to care who this person is once they walk out? Yeah. And the the chances of me caring are nil but mm-hmm. still right. i was like i I've, now my my curiosity has been peaked right? right i have to go in there and i have to see who it is so then i, I go in it, there's no room to sit down i'm just kind of crouching and then the the mc comes back on the mic and she's like hey thanks everyone for sticking around we're so excited to reveal our celebrity guest we've didn't didn't think we'd be able to get her, but she's here. She's stopping by. She's doing a couple songs. I think you've all heard of her before. Oh, God. So I don't think I need to introduce our next performer. Here she is. So I've got my camera out. I'm like, I'm recording. I'm like, who the hell is this? Oh. She comes out, and I have no clue who this person is. <laughs> Everybody has reacted. Everybody except me and Lauren are are freaking out. Yeah. They're like, oh my God. And, and so she starts singing, but she's not singing. She's lip syncing to Mariah Carey songs. Oh God. And I was like, so she's not even... So me and Lauren are looking at each other so confused. We're like, who... So everyone is freaking out about this person who looks like Mariah Carey and is lip-syncing to Mariah Carey. But is not Mariah Carey. But is not Mariah Carey. And she needed no introduction, so I'm supposed to know who this is. Everybody around me is cheering, begging her to sing more. She sang two, two, two Mariah Carey songs, did not speak a word, and then got let off by a bodyguard backstage. So who was it? I have a video. I don't know if you know who this person Wait, you is. But you still don't know who the person uh, no, is? No, I don't know who it is. Oh they God. never said I who it been, was. And I've, I've been sitting here with bated breath waiting for you to say a name and you, you don't even know who no, it was. I don't know who it was. Okay. I've sat here in mystery and I t- this, is the, the, this is the video. So she's walking out. She looks like Mariah Carey. She looks Mariah Carey adjacent. I mean, she's got very big breasts. She was in a tight yeah. dress with a high slit. She she has the Mariah Carey hair, for sure. 
I mean, everyone is going crazy, and I feel embarrassed to ask who this person is because she I said, I think pe- everyone knows who she is. I think people might have thought this was Mariah. So you think that they all just really thought that that was her? Because she's obviously lip syncing. There's no way that well, it's actually her singing. Is, Mariah Carey would probably be lip syncing, too. I've seen Mariah Carey. She lip synced. Lip synced, lip synced. I've I've never been clear on what the past tense verb of that is, so it's fine. <laughs> lip synced, lip synced. Yeah, lip synced. She lip synced for about half of it. She started off with her real voice; I could hear it, but she's also got like her own back background vocals, pretty loud in the background. Is this Mariah Carey? So then I show it to Katie this morning, and I'm like, there was this celebrity guest. And I don't know who the hell it was. Who do you think this is? And she was like, I'm going to look up a recent picture of Mariah Carey because it actually could have been Mariah Literally Carey. Literally what I'm doing right now, looking at her Instagram to see where she was last night or what she was wearing. Cause but I'd- she wouldn't have shown up to I Am Woman. Like, I, mean, I understand that if she's trying to do something cool, but she I mean, she was being led around by bodyguards as if she was... Like, Mariah Carey, when I saw her in concert, she did not ever walk by herself. She always had, always had oh, somebody so helping person, like, her. Was out on the floor by herself? She was led out onto the floor by a bodyguard, this, and then no, she this stood person, there. Yes. Last night. and then she was led out of the theater by a body bodyguard. Maybe it, I don't think this is Mariah Carey. I don't think so either. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe this is a drag race thing. I was like, is this some kind of a, so like she's a contestant not, on dr- this drag is race? Not a drag queen. I can tell you that. I'm sure it's not a drag queen. I'm just so confused, and I haven't looked it up because I wanted to get your your guys' opinion on this. I, I wanted to see if everyone else around here was like, oh, obviously that's who this is. She needs no introduction. I don't know. I, th- this could be Mariah Carey, but I don't think it is. <laughs> Did I see Mariah Carey okay, last night or so, not? So let's do this. Let's have you put it on Twitter and okay. we'll ask people, who the hell is this I'm going to put it on our on our Instagram story okay. too, at DTS show. Yeah, so we'll put it on Twitter. You guys tell us who this person is. It, I don't think it's Mariah Carey. I don't think so either. But while we're talking about Twitter, there's a video that's going viral right now of a young boy who has autism and speaks for the first time singing along to a song that he loves. We'll talk about that story and we'll Talk to his mom who posted the video. That's coming up next on Drop the Subject with Jared Nally on your new channel Q with on radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. I just posted the video of supposed of, of Mariah, Mariah of maybe Mariah Carey. So if you go to DTS show on Twitter and Instagram. The video is up okay. on Instagram story and on Twitter. So if you could t- take a look and let me know who the hell who this, this is, that would is. be very helpful. Okay, so we've got that. We need to figure out who this person is <laughs> um, because neither one of us knows. But we have this really cool story uh, that's coming out of uh, coming out really out off of Twitter. It's been a viral video that's been going around. Um, there's a young boy in Minnesota, and he is autistic, and he's a nonverbal autistic boy. So his family was quite surprised when all of a sudden he started singing the lyrics to a song it was just a nine second tweet but for four-year-old daniel's mother she was sharing a miracle and girl i just i started crying the 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 tears were flowing down my face they were dropping off my chin and hitting the top of his head Daniel was singing the hit Old Town Road by Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. And because Daniel is autistic and mostly nonverbal, this was huge. 
And it let us all know, which we didn't know before, that he could learn without being taught. That he could hear something and remember it and then recall it to you. So this story is pretty incredible because uh, Shaletta has four kids. Three of them have autism. Wow. And so in the story, they talk about how Daniel is, he has just progressed a little bit more slowly than his brother, his uh, his other siblings. And so we actually have Shaletta on the phone and I'm so excited to talk to her. Shaletta, are you there? I love your show. Thank you guys for having me on. It's an honor. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for, for being on. So tell us um, a little bit about Daniel. Oh, my God. Daniel is just like the cutest little thing. He's like Bruno Mars. I tell you, my husband wants a DNA test to make sure it's really his child because he's just like Bruno Mars. But Daniel uh, was diagnosed with autism when he was just one years old. Okay. And he gets really intense therapy, behavior therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy, physical therapy. If there's anything with therapy on the end of the word, then we've paid for it. Okay. And he just hasn't made that much progress. He may be able to string three words together. Okay. But for instance, since uh, he fractured his foot one time and he wasn't able to tell us that his foot was hurting. One of the therapists just kind of noticed that he was kind of limping a little bit and so he can't even point to his foot and say foot hurt. Um, You know, he's still in diapers at four years old. He's still drinking out of a bottle. We're still spoon feeding him pureed food. And so we're trying everything we can, guys, and we just don't see the progress that we're getting in the other children. And so I've got three other kids besides Daniel and they love... Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. It's like those two guys live at our house (laughs) because the children are always listening to it. And so, you know, they do karaoke. They wake up to it. They go to bed to it. That's their lullaby. It's not no Mary Had a Little Lamb over here. It's Old Town Road when I'm putting the kids to sleep at night. Billy Ray Cyrus is putting your kids to sleep every night. Right. I'm the one with the ache and break your heart. (laughs) So, so Shaletta, tell us, how did this happen? Like, how did did you recognize this and, and get video of it? Oh, my God. So I'm in the kitchen doing laundry, and I'm from the South, so uh, when you're at home doing chores, you wear something called a duster. It's the whole house gown that buttons up the front with the flowers and the butterflies on it. Yes, okay. So Daniel is one of those autistic kids. He doesn't a lot of times notice if somebody's in the room. So, for instance, um, he'll sit in the corner and just open and close eggshells or prescription bottles, which that's probably a bad idea, but I'm trying to keep the house quiet, um, (laughs) or cups. And so the, the dusters that I wear, the gowns uh, with the buttons on the front, he'll come in and just stand there while I'm doing dishes or laundry. And for an hour, he'll just open and shut the buttons by himself, you know, and won't talk. Just like playing with things. And that's just kind of soothing. Right. It's like it's me and mommy time. And so he was opening and closing those buttons, and I heard him humming the, t- the tune. And I thought, okay, did I smoke crack last night? And I forgot. <laughs> oh, is my baby singing Old Town Road? <laughs> He was indeed humming the tune, and the next thing I knew, the words start coming. And this was a big deal because it took us six months to teach him the letter A. Wow. Two or three months to teach him the color red. And here, without any instruction, he had learned, picked up these words all on his own. That's so cool. So then, so, so then, the- what you're saying is that Billy Ray Cyrus and Little Nas X need to open their own. Facility right. to help for special needs children. Yeah. Exactly. Just yeah. put an old town road over and over again <laughs> and give us some cowboy boots and a hat. Great. Everybody yeah. be cured. Wipe out all too. So, Shaletta, you, so you got this great video of Daniel singing the song and you put it on Twitter and it's kind of caught on like wildfire. Talk, talk to me about the feedback you've been getting and how did this happen this way? 
Oh, my God. So he was standing underneath me with the buttons, and he was singing, and I wanted to be in the moment. You know, so many times things happen, and we pull out the phone, and we are looking at it through the phone. But I've been waiting four years for my baby to talk. Hmm. I don't want to look at that through a phone. So I quickly grabbed, like, two or three, ten seconds, whatever you said it was, a video. Nine seconds, And I threw that phone on the other side of the room, (laughs) and I looked at that with my own eyes. Hey, y'all, I cried. I'm trying not to cry now, but I cried, and the tears were coming down my face, and they were meeting on his hair (laughs) because he was sitting underneath me. And he couldn't say, like, Mommy, my head is wet. Slobbering <laughs> and crying and snotting. It was, it was all going on his head. And so he just kept patting his head, like, Will somebody please wipe Mama's snot off top of my head? <laughs> so, then you, so then you tweeted it out, and it's, it's caught on like wildfire now. And it's so amazing because with all the divisiveness and, you know, politics and, you know, the abortion debate, people are going at each other like crazy. We got 117 people running for president. <laughs> this is this has really brought people together. Yeah, you know, I think- I've got grown men telling me that they're crying. Yeah, they. I mean, we all need stories like this to keep us sane in this world. But you're, I, what's fascinating to me is my. So my wife actually works with this community. She's in the mental health world, and they always talk mm. about how the the system is very difficult to navigate, and how some people are getting the care that they need, and other people aren't. And you say so. You have three three children that are on the spectrum in various degrees. So how hard has it been for you to get this? Like you, you say, any kind of therapy is is mm. is what I'm putting them through. Is that all? out of pocket is that all you doing that or is the system helping you in any way girl let me tell you something they give you this autism diagnosis and they tell you uh, have a great day and then you walk outside to the parking lot with their paperwork and your child and you're like what next right and you have no idea and so what i found is that i learned from other mothers mm. you know when i see mothers who have kids making progress i just what are you doing who are you seeing where do you go and I make note of that, but I'm relentless, y'all. I, I'm crazy about my kids. I'm the crazy mom. So if there's something out there for them, I go and get it. And what I've, I've told my husband and what we believe is it's all about access and information. First, you got to get the information to know what you need to access. So how did you find so, this? How did you find all this information? Right. And like, if there are other moms out there I, that are like Google, you, Google. Mamas tapping people on the shoulder, talking to teachers, talking to different therapists, going to a bunch of different places, just not giving up. Just just keep asking questions. One more question. One more question. Well, one more person. Well, one more visit. Well, can I take a tour? And it is, y'all, it is draining. It's yeah. hard work. And a lot of people don't want to do the work, but it takes a lot of work to figure out exactly what your children need and then where you go to get it and then how you're going to pay for it. And what my husband Sean and I have done, you guys, is we do free workshops for parents who have special needs kids. Um, you know, we go to churches, we go to community groups, and when I tell you people are sitting on the floor, they're sitting on each other's laps trying to get in there and get that information. You know, we have workshops where we teach people how to apply for scholarships. There's organizations that pay for therapies that aren't covered by the insurance, like music therapy or alternative medicine or or supplements. That stuff gets expensive, expensive after a couple of years. Well, there's organizations that pay for that. Well, how do you find them? Well, where yeah. do I go or how do I apply? 
Well, you know what? We do free workshops. We pay for the printing. We pay for the copies. So, you know, Shaletta, we take the time, the sitters, all that. Wow. We do that for people who, who are like us. That Shaletta, is real, so, so needed. I'm almost out of time. And I know you have, yes. I'm sure you're going to be talking about all of this stuff. On You have a podcast uh, called Two Hot Mamas. That's H-A-U-T-E. Uh, we just tweeted out your uh, the, the video from your, uh, the, the viral oh, video that you have. Oh, my baby. We just, we just tweeted <laughs> it out. I want to thank you so much for joining us and being a part of this uh, conversation and for sharing your son's uh, video with us. And I know, I know it's been a very emotional thing for you. So thank you so much it for has. being here. Oh, thank you guys. And keep up the good work. I love your show. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We love you. We're going to take a uh, quick, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we've got Allie with all of these headlines that are always kind of crazy. It's me voting on them and mm-hmm. you getting the news. That's coming up next with, uh, with uh, news. Yeah. That's coming up next with us right here on the radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill, back from NYC, wearing a nice button-up. Thank you. I really enjoy that. I had a, a crazy wardrobe malfunction right before my panel. Did I tell you about this? Did you have a nip slip? No, I didn't have a nip slip. Um, I had some jeans on that ripped completely up the crotch. <laughs> So I was sitting Please in... Please tell me you still went out like that. No. Well, oh. I was at the radio station with the jeans on because I had to go directly from the radio station to the panel. So I I diverted to go from the radio station in New York, uh, our, our sister station there, to Macy's, which I in the car to the radio station, I had like looked to see if they even had the jeans that I was going to need. Went to Macy's, got a whole other outfit... <laughs> Changed and in the dressing room. Changed in the dressing room. Went to the panel. Got to the panel place where what I thought was the panel place, which was incorrect. And then I went to the. Uh, I I got there and I was like, this is not the right place. Called the people and I was like, I'm already ten minutes late because of a wardrobe malfunction. I'm so sorry. I'm at the wrong location. Uh, Jumped in a different car and went to the the panel. So and then your jeans ripped again. No, no. Oh, that would have been so there great. There are these jeans. There are these jeans that I'm wearing today. Oh, well, um, good choice. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so you didn't you didn't have a nip slip, but you almost had a, a pee slip. I almost had a everything else slip, <laughs> let me tell you. It was it was almost a situation. See, that would be a panel I would love to watch. <laughs> me me <laughs> sitting I, there with my legs wide open, just like letting it all hang follow out. Follow-up question. Exactly. What do you think about... No. Uh, that's, that, no, I actually did watch some of the panel. It was interesting. Thank you. Um, Great job. You're good at that. So, I do okay. Yeah, you do. So we put up on Twitter and on Instagram on DTS Show. You can give us a follow anytime, as well as following the station at We Are Channel Q on Twitter and Instagram. But I put up the video from last night from the show I went to where they said they had a surprise celebrity guest. They said, this guest needs no introduction. I think you know who she is. So here she is. They never said the person's name. Out walked a woman who looks a lot like Mariah Carey, who proceeded to lip sync to two Mariah Carey songs while everyone cheered on. And I still have no idea who the hell this is. And we have gotten a few responses. And uh, somebody, let's see, this is from Zara Pirok on uh, Instagram, I'm who sure said... that's how you say that. <laughs> yep. Who said, I'm pretty sure that's a drag queen. She looks so much like Mariah. I really don't think this is a drag queen. She didn't look like a drag queen. I usually, I mean, I've seen a lot of drag no, shows. It's definitely not I've been a drag in queen. drag shows, and this does not look like a drag queen. So then someone else said, Someone in the crowd does shout, Mariah! In the video. I think some people thought it was Mariah. Because the woman does look like Mariah. 
They said but, it definitely might be Mariah. But like on a scale of certainty of this being Mariah Carey, I'm at like a six. I don't think this is Mariah, but it could be Mariah because Mariah goes up and down in weight. You know, like you've never seen her in person. So a lot, most people haven't seen her in person or you see her far away. This is pretty close. Like this just isn't. How many people were the audience? Mm, I mean, it was a uh, probably 50 to 60. So it feels like a very small event for Mariah to go do. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, she would never just stop on by this. And this is the first event like this that they've done yeah. with this group, I Am Woman. So I've emailed the contact for I Am Woman, and I let them know that I would like to chat with them about the show last night. So I'm really hoping they could get back to me so that we could clear this up before the end of the show, because I really want to know. I felt... At the, at the point where I I had a short window where I could have asked people around me who is that but then I would have looked stupid like that's Mariah Carey you yeah. dumbass <laughs> or it could have been uh, I don't know either but I think then eventually after the like 30 seconds to a minute passed I was like I, I can't, I've lost my window I can't ask who the hell this is and I don't know if there's some see my thing was is this some kind of a famous YouTuber or influencer or something who has made a name for herself by sounding like and looking like Mariah Carey. I mean, she moves like Mariah. She was escorted out. She was escorted onto the stage by a bodyguard. Then she takes her sunglasses. Yeah, and then she takes her sunglasses off and hands it to him, and then starts singing with a golden microphone that has not not made an appearance until now in the in the evening. Everyone was using regular microphones, and then she broke out a tiny little like she had it in her purse or something, a little gold microphone. I hate that I'm so unsure about the answer to this question. I don't know. I just really thought I would show this to you, and you would 100 percent know. Like, oh, that's blah blah blah. I'm not really clear. I don't know. Candace on Twitter says that this is definitely not Mimi. I, I I could totally see people being like, duh, that's not Mariah Carey. But I could also see someone saying like, oh yeah, that's Mariah. Like, I just... I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I, yes, I've never, I've never uh, met her in person. I've seen her in a show. I didn't have very good seats. I actually won the tickets on Ellen. <laughs> nice. So that's the only reason I was there that night. And uh, the, I wasn't one of those people that paid a bunch of money to be in the front row. So I didn't really get a great look at her. So, I mean, she did look big in front of me last night. But I maybe that's just because I wasn't. Well, because I'm looking at like recent videos of her and like she looks like she's like on our slimmer side right now. See, she looked too big to me. Yeah. Like her boobs were comically large. Well, but see, they don't look like unreasonably large to me. <laughs> like, I just They I don't look know. very large. Okay, so here's That's the what thing. made me know she wasn't a drag queen. I was like, there's no way this is a drag queen because those are real boobs. Well, okay. So go to our Twitter right now at DTS Show. Let us know if you think this is Mariah. And I'm, I really wish I knew. Me I can't too. Talk. I want to know. But we've got to move on because yes, Allie's got the headlines. I've got the votes and you get the news. It's now time for News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. My wife just sent me an update on the adoption story as well. On the adoption story? Remember the whole Ancestry.com drama that happened with her new dad? She's got a new dad now. Okay, so let's... We'll talk about that a little bit later. Okay. Uh, so here's how it works. I'm going to give you five headlines. Jarrett, you decide what we news and what we lose. What right. we lose, we do not ever speak of again on this show. It is a subject that gets dropped eternally. <laughs> until <Jesus>. we <laughs> Forever. In, okay. Headline number one. Sophie Turner and Maisie Williams would make out on the set of Game of Thrones. I'm only doing this for you, so we'll move it. <laughs> 
That sounds like something. I don't even know all those names. Uh, it's Arya Stark and Sansa Stark, who play sisters on the show. Yeah, okay. I used to work with Mariah Carey. Show me the... Okay. Okay, we've got Our a boss has now news. walked in. Here you go. Here. He used to work with Mariah Carey, so he knows Mariah when he sees her. It's not we're gonna, Mariah we're gonna Carey. Cut it's into, not, right? No. We're, got, we're, cutting into, uh, with a, we're cutting into News It or Lose It with a breaking headline. She moves like Mariah. She's got the Mariah hair. Everyone uh, is cheering as if it is somebody as, as important as Mariah. We're going to turn it up. Mind you, it's just her lip syncing. I don't think that's Mariah. No, I, I I knew Mariah very well. I worked with Mariah for a couple of years. It's not Mariah Carey. Okay, so then it must be some so kind of an impersonator. I just don't know why no they would idea. be cheering so much for somebody who's not Mariah Carey. I think they thought it was Mariah. I just don't think the whole audience could be that yeah, dumb. They thought- yeah, it's a good lookalike. And, you know, she passes. She can make a lot of money imitating Mariah Carey, but it's not It's not MC. All right. Okay. Well, I mean, at least we can rule one thing out then. Well, no, it's not her. It's Madonna. It's, it it's must Madonna. be Madonna. It's a hologram of Madonna at <laughs> that. Okay, we're going to return back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, <laughs> thank we, you, Brian, for the input. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, okay, so headline, first headline was news. Okay. Headline number two, Axe Body Spray Defends LGBT Rights on Twitter. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, lose it. Uh, headline number three, Unretiring, the new boomer trend. People sure. Unretiring. Okay. Okay. Headline number four, April the giraffe is going on birth control. Jesus H. Christ. Lose it. <laughs> it's a good thing that she doesn't live in Georgia. That's all I can say. <laughs> right. And headline number five, need a new side hustle? Use this flip phone for a week and get paid $1,000. I saw this somewhere else. I want to know what that's about. Let's okay. use it. All right, cool. So Sophie Turner making out with Arya Stark, uh, unretiring, a new trend in boomers, and uh, a new side hustle of a flip phone, Holding a uh, using a flip phone for a week can get you paid one grand. So all, all that. All those things and more coming up on Drop the Subject <laughs> with Jared and Allie. Don't go anywhere. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back back drop the subject mm-hmm. that's right drop the subject on the new channel Q with Ali Johnson and Jarrett Hill and Ginger Justin is behind the scenes making this Ferris wheel go round and uh, we have a lot of exciting pride things on the horizon this weekend everyone's gearing up and getting ready they're pre-gaming they've been pre-gaming all week pretty much and they will continue to celebrate all month long but there are all kinds of pride events happening in LA this weekend if you're in the area please join us we will be at the Channel Q uh, stage all weekend I will be there tomorrow so come say hi please you can also look for Q in Sacramento for their pride Uh, you can look for Q in DC in Boston and of course happy pride to Key West Florida Philadelphia New Orleans and Pittsburgh. They are all celebrating Pride events this weekend. And of course, more of the country will be celebrating throughout the month. You'll be in New York celebrating World Pride, won't you? Yes. I think there are supposed to be millions of people. I, I, someone said <laughs> RSVP num- is millions. Exactly right. <laughs> no, someone said this to me, and I don't know. I don't know what the actual numbers are for Pride normally, but it's like between one and two million people every year. And I think they're expecting four to five or something like that. Whoa. I don't know if those numbers are, are accurate or, or not, but I just remember thinking like, oh my God, this is going to be a nightmare. That sounds overwhelming. Oh yeah. Because New York, have you ever been to New York Pride? Uh, I think I did. Yeah, I did go one year. Yeah, when I when I was fresh out of college, I was like, now I'm going to go to Pride. It's pretty exciting. New York Pride is an enormous event with a parade and all that kind of stuff. I mean, mind you, everyone has a parade, but like, it was just 
<laughs> there's a parade? So, wow. There, there, right, there's a new thing they're trying. Uh-huh. Um, but there was just so many people. I was like, oh my God. But to think it's going to be two or three times bigger than that. I was there in 2016 and I'm just like, oh my God, this is going to be a nightmare. That sounds clammy. It, I mean, I, I don't know how it's not going to be. And when I was in yesterday, especially in, New in the York, summer in New York. Yes, I was going to say yesterday in New York, the summer was so. I mean, the day was so humid. They said it was the most humid a day that they'd had all year. Oh Lord! Like the hallways in the uh, in the hotel were like hot and clammy. Yeah, I don't remember much of. I think I've blocked out a lot of my life in New York when I lived there after college. But I do remember sweating a lot. Oh my god, I was sweating like great. I'm a sweater in general. Like I tend to sweat. <laughs> and like sweater. I'm a, I'm a knit sweater and like I was just like sweating buckets. I was like, I'm glad I don't have to do anything like super professional today, like and show up somewhere because, well, I did have a radio interview, but like I otherwise just like sweating buckets yeah. all day. Yeah. Uh, sounds hot. Uh, literally. <laughs> Quite literally, uh, yes. Uh, all right. News it or lose it. Here we go. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. All right. Take a look. If you're not looking at your phone right now, you're probably thinking about looking at your phone. Usually. And then usually if you're not looking at or thinking about looking at your phone, you're talking to people about how you look at your phone too much. But would you give your phone up if it meant that you could make some serious money? That is the question. How serious? This company will pay you $1,000 if you trade in your smartphone for a flip phone for one week. $1,000 for a flip phone for a week. Yep. Uh, Frontier Communications has launched launched the flip phone challenge to see if one person, only one? I was going to say, how much of a challenge is that? It's like, okay. Uh, one person can let go of their smartphone for one week. I think one week is a little too short. One week I could handle. I could handle not being on my phone for one week, I think, even if there was no flip phone replacement. For a month or something like that? Or eternally? What's the you, point of them doing this, though? Because um, that might that might be uh, a little bit more of an incentive. Like, are we doing this to, for a study? Or are we just doing this because there's a new phone coming out? Like, what's the point? The company is looking for smartphone addicts, social media experts, and tech tech geeks. While your old-timey flip phone lacks modern conveniences, Frontier will provide the user with a boredom buster swag bag that includes a physical map. Oh, God. A physical map? Hardcore. Wow, that's a boredom buster. Yeah. I'm going to see how to get to Arizona and highlight my highway. I just... (laughs) These, okay. Uh, A pocket book, a pocket phone book. Oh, a phone book? Wow, this is really taking a trip... Okay, a notebook and a what pen kind of flip phone is this? and CDs with 90s music on it. You know, this actually doesn't sound too bad. And I'm to answer your question, Jared, I don't know. I don't see right here whether it's actually for research purposes or if it's just a marketing tactic. Uh, but those who are interested will need to complete a form and explain in 200 words or less why you think you would be the perfect person to get this flip phone and get paid $1,000 for a week. So here's the thing. I actually really miss flip phones. Um, I, I love nothing more than hanging up a call by slamming it shut. I always mm. thought I was such a bad bitch when I did that. But I have no interest in like the functionality of like the the lack of functionality I should say from the old flip phone. Like our phones do way too much now to go backwards. Well, I, and with with a hipster 
movement. A lot of people were doing old timey things and thinking it was cool again. Like, oh, I'm going to get an old phone and I'm going to use a flip phone because I'm cool and I'm going to type on this old timey typewriter instead of a regular computer. I think that was cool for a little while, but I think we passed that. They were like, okay, I I can't really get by life without having the most modern iPhone. But I, uh, a friend of mine, was talking to this girl online through online dating and uh, she wasn't she was only responding on on like WhatsApp and she was like I don't know why she won't text with me and then the girl said sorry I have a flip phone and I and I I it's really hard to use T9 word oh yes <laughs> and it's really frustrating to use it so I'm talking on WhatsApp and my my response was like oh you are definitely getting catfished there's no <laughs> way that this person really has a flip phone but I think there still still are a few people out there that just enjoy the, the flip up and the flip down like yeah. you said I mean I think there are more and they're they're decreasingly uh, people out there with them but I remember when I had a Blackberry I thought I was the hotness in college because I had a Blackberry and then Blackberry came out with a flip phone version of the Blackberry and I was like what else do you need in life I had the uh Damn, I forget what the what it was called, but it had a little like pointer thing that you could take out. Oh, it the was, stylus, a Palm Pilot. But yeah, but it wasn't a Palm Pilot. It was a different. It, it was, was it was, it was like a, a Sprint phone. Yeah, it was yeah, something yeah. like that, it and a, it had the, the whole giant. Yes, it was the Trio. Yeah, and it had the whole uh, keyboard on it and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, having a whole keyboard is pretty nice. Uh, it's important. But, now. Yeah, yeah, it is very important. But I don't. I I think that I would do a flip phone for a week, and I I would play Snake, and I would do all that stuff, and just take really really crappy pictures. I, the, the pictures are awful. They're so awful. awful. Okay. Uh, are we running out of time again yes. already? Yes. We, can we do one more story? No, Justin's he's shaking, shaking his, his head. head. No. Damn it. Okay, All but right. we also we still have a... to talk about boomers unretiring and and, and uh, Sophie Turner making out with Maisie Williams. And we have a guest coming up, so we're going to hold these stories until a little bit later in the show. But we will get to them. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we've got an incredible guest from a new documentary that's coming out and it's making some big noise. Uh, that's going to be next on Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson, Jared Hill, and we are joined in studio by a real expert, Hank Plant. I'm I'm a little bit starstruck because I grew up in the Bay Area watching you on KPIX Channel 5, which is now CBS 5 for all of our folks listening in San Francisco. Um, And it's kind of cool to have you sitting next to me. It's a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate it. And... and, what a wonderful uh, operation you've got going here. <laughs> it's, like, it's a big, a big I mean, deal. You're in all these stations and all these cities. Well, right, right out the gate, I mean, you 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 were covering. I mean, we'll get into the documentary Five B, which is why why we're here, and 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 there's a screening tonight in Los Angeles at 8 p.m. of this incredible documentary yeah, about the free. first eight. Yeah, free free screening uh, of Five uh, B, a documentary about the first AIDS ward that existed in 1983 during the AIDS epidemic, and it's a story that you covered all those years ago. Yeah. But did you ever? think back then if, if someone had told you that there would be a gay radio station and you'd be talking on it talking about this documentary would you have believed it no no i didn't i didn't think we'd have gay marriage i didn't think we'd have a gay front runner for president mm. uh i didn't think we'd have uh, lesbian and gay ceos of fortune 500 companies it's fantastic i'm so glad that i've lived this long i really mean it <laughs> i mean it it's fantastic yeah so i mean you so you covered so so when 
when the AIDS epidemic hit, everyone was, did, nobody knew really what it was. Yeah. It was this mystery illness that was killing gay men in the 80s. And yeah. then, and nobody wanted to talk about it. And yeah. you were a reporter who decided to cover something like this when no one else wanted to. What was that like to talk to your employer and say, I need to cover this? Uh, I was lucky because my bosses were good. And they were well. They were they were good. They they saw this as at a, as a compelling story. We were in San Francisco, which was ground zero for the epidemic in the Western world. More cases per capita than any spot in the Western world. And they said, "Go for it." Uh, and other people at the station uh, were there even before me covering it. So the groundwork had been laid. Um, there was a reporter named Jim Bunn who was there, who was doing a wonderful job. Producer named Molly McRae who was still there. So the groundwork was there. Now. Having said that, I will tell you there were people inside the station uh, who didn't like us covering it that much because mm. they thought it would hurt the ratings. And they thought that if you put people with AIDS on too much, uh, the viewers would turn away. Or if you put gays on too much, the viewers would turn away. But so, it didn't stop me. It didn't stop us from doing the coverage. So that's actually something I'm, I'm, I'm curious about. Because I said I, I grew up seeing you on television. And I had no idea that you were gay. I'm, I'm curious, like, what were you able to be out then? Were yeah. you able to, like, what was it like for you back then? I, I was, I think, uh, well, I was one of the first openly gay TV reporters in the country. Maybe the first. Okay. But certainly one of the first and so yeah i was i was definitely out in the 80s mm -hmm. uh when when aids came along and uh when i was working as a tv reporter and uh you know it really informed my work i mean first of all covering aids uh, at the beginning it was more than a story to me yeah. these were my friends who were right. dying uh and so uh, covering it was a chance for me to uh, channel my grief and my anger about the disease. And I felt uh, like I could do something about it, uh, and I didn't feel quite so powerless. Uh, just, and, and, and as you said, the government was doing nothing. Right. Reagan wasn't talking about it. I mean, I stood in front of Ronald Reagan, President Reagan, in 1987, when he said the word AIDS for the first time, six years into the epidemic. Uh, this was in D.C. He was given a speech outdoors i stood in front of him and when he said that word for the first time i made a note in my reporter's notebook that twenty-one thousand americans had already died mm. so so here you have the silence on the part of the government and then we have this lonely tv station in san francisco <laughs> going on the air every night telling people how do you not get this disease how do you protect yourself uh, there's you can't get it from mosquitoes it's not airborne you were trying to assuage people's fears mm -hmm. so i'm really proud of the work that we that we all did at the station. Well, yeah, I mean, it's so important because as a, I mean, as a reporter and as a journalist, it's your job to inform people about yeah. these things and the fact that no one wanted to talk about it when, I mean, people needed this information because there wasn't a lot of it. Right, but there was some resistance, I have to tell you. I mean, come on, we were going on TV with a banana and a condom showing you the pro people the proper way to put on a condom yeah. and telling people, all right, don't use the uh, lambskin, sheepskin condom because they leak <laughs> and you, the, they'll leak the virus. Use the latex condom, stuff like that. So you can imagine. there was Right, some yeah. backlash. <laughs> reaction against yeah, yeah. But you well, know, we were in the... I honestly think that we, and I'm not saying this about myself, I'm saying the whole station, I think we save people's lives. Absolutely. Oh, I definitely. really do. I mean, how often can you say that about a news story that you've done? Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, even today, there are still students in schools that learn about sex education that way, right? Yes. Because there's abstinence-only training, or there's yes. very little education in school. So it's, it's, it's kind of nice to hear that even back then, you guys were able to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, and 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 hats off to my to my employers because uh, they 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 said let's do this. We've got to do this. But uh, you know, those were also the days when the FCC was keeping an eye on uh, television and radio stations, and so we kind of had a legal obligation to uh, look out for the public's interest. That's what it said on the license. You know, we're licensed by the feds. Yeah, we're speaking to Hank Plan, an award-winning journalist. You are a member of the LGBT Journalist Hall of Fame. Thank I didn't you. realize that that was a thing, but that's really exciting that you got that. And yeah. when so, what? Tell let's talk a little bit about the Five B documentary about mm-hmm. this about this nurses ward. How did this group of nurses come together, and when did they decide? You know, we have to start doing something. So, uh, so on, on, uh, just a tiny bit of background. So, uh, this week is the anniversary, June fifth, nineteen eighty one. A doctor in L.A. Uh, named Michael Gottlieb uh, mm. discovered five. Uh, cases of gay men who had these strange symptoms that they should not be having. Uh, Dr. Gottlieb is still practicing in L.A. Straight guy, straight doctor. And so he wrote a report for the CDC Journal, and uh, that that was published on June 5th of 1981. That was That is the beginning of what we now know is AIDS. Uh, and so... Um, at San Francisco General and also in Los Angeles and other big city hospitals, uh, they were noticing these cases of these guys who were coming, mostly men, but also women, coming in and they had uh, Kaposi sarcoma, lesions, they had pneumocystis pneumonia, uh, diseases like that, opportunistic diseases that men that age didn't get. And so the nurses at San Francisco General took it upon themselves to take this ward that was not being used, 5B, and turn it into the first AIDS ward in the country. Mm. And I mean, they painted the walls. Yeah, They built really? this thing. Yeah, you had doctors, one of the leading AIDS doctors in the world, a guy named Paul Volberding, he's in the movie, uh, using a spray paint can. To, he spray painted the elevator, and I always kid him about it because the one thing you should never do, here's one of the smartest doctors in the world, one thing you should never do is use a spray paint can in an enclosed yeah. space. So I, 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 I have an interior design business, I'm like, Spray paint in an elevator yeah. sounds like a really yeah. bad idea. I know. You go from the know. bottom floor I, to the top floor. Exactly. That's a, quite a Doctor, ride. Doctor, you know, come on. You should know better. Anyway, they built this ward. Uh, it's ward, ward 5B, and that's what this film is about. This film is about these heroic nurses who rose to the occasion. So we're going to take a quick break. I, I hate to do this to people on the air, but can you stick with us for just a, another segment? I, I would love to. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Hank Plant telling us more about 5B, which is going to be screened here in Los Angeles for the first time. You can see it at, our, at the Pride of that are going on. We'll have more information on that and about this documentary coming up. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Okay, Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q with Jared, Allie, and we are joined by journalist Hank Plant, who was on KPIX in the Bay Area for a number of years. 25. How many? 25 years. Mm-hmm. That is nothing to scoff at. And now you're in Palm Springs? Yeah, my husband and I live in Palm Springs. I do a little bit of journalism, and now I'm involved in this movie. We've been talking about 5B, which is so much fun. It's very gratifying for me. Yeah, well, so, we, we love our people in Palm Springs. We're on yeah. 1031 there, so yeah, very there. happy to be there. And uh-huh. in the Bay Area on AM 1550 yep. AM and uh, 97.3 yeah. uh, HD2. So, okay. So, Hank, tell me, how did you get involved with the telling of this story for this documentary? Well, they, I got a call uh, from the researchers about a year and a half ago and said, uh, there's this 
group. Uh, this this uh, director, Dan Krause, he's already been nominated for two Oscars. Mm-hmm. Previously, he wants to do a documentary about 5B. They'd like to interview you because, you know, they knew that my history. And I said, yeah, I'm in. And, and you know, they did the interview. Uh, and uh, it kind of went away. I never heard anything about it. Mm-hmm. I knew that Johnson & Johnson had paid for the film because they wanted to do something for, nice for nurses. And then uh, just very recently, a few months ago, not even, uh, I, I, I learned that uh, Verizon, a uh, big media company, yeah, yeah. Verizon Media, had uh, basically bought the film, and they're going to promote the heck out of it. And so I thought it had died, and now here it is come to life. It's going to open nationwide uh, June 14th, a week from today. And it was at Cannes Film Festival. It was Festival. at Cannes. It was selected for the Cannes Film Festival. Which is kind of We awesome. got a standing ovation. That's awesome. And that's a tough audience. They boo. Absolutely. They yeah. boo films. <laughs> Cannes does do? not play. Yeah. Yes, they will. Uh, and uh, they, we got that's a standing That's probably the stuffiest of the film festivals. Yeah. I think that and Sundance are probably the stuffiest. Yeah. Well, uh, now people so are standing really, up for it. That's amazing. And yeah. now everyone's going to be able to see it. I mean, tonight it's going to be a free screening at LA Pride free as we screening. kick off. Free screening. Yeah, the movie starts at 8 p.m. It's followed by a concert with Paula Abdul. It's at West Hollywood Park, which is right next to the Pacific Design Center. It's going to be great. A lot of celebs will be there. It's going to be great. I'm going to be out there it's uh, free. with my best friend. And we've got some seats for Paula Abdul. We're excited about the screening. It's going to be a really good night. Fantastic. So tell me, um, what... What surprised you about about the story um, as you as the documentary kind of came along and and the story's getting told? What what about this was new for you? Well, uh, I'll tell you. There's kind of two audiences for this film. There's in my head. There's younger people who did not live through the beginning of the AIDS crisis mm-hmm. and kind of you kind of grew up with HIV around them. Uh, and especially gays and lesbians, and and then there's older people like me who have compartmentalized it and put it out of our heads. Mm. Otherwise, we'd be walking around with PTSD all day right. long. I mean, you know, somebody like my age, I've lost most of my friends my age, yeah, uh, gay friends, mm-hmm. and so this unlocked that and brought it all back. I cried my eyes out in can. Really, I, I saw it. I've seen the film twice now so far. I saw it when when it, when it was first finished, and and I thought, yeah, it's fine. And I, but I was kind of studying it because I wanted to th- see d- what did they screw up. Of course, yes. <laughs> well, then they didn't. They didn't screw it. And so by the time I saw it in Cannes, it was the second time, I could not study it but relax into it and just see it as a regular person. And it just really hit me. Mm. It yeah. really got to me. Uh, well, I cannot wait to see it. 5B, the documentary about the first AIDS ward in 1983. When you were covering this story back then, did you have a chance to interview some of these nurses and talk to them about oh, yeah. what made them? Decide oh, yeah, to invariably get what would this? happen is, you know what it's like being a reporter. I mean, I would have a, a, an assignment or a story idea at eight, and 8 in the morning, and I'd have to scramble and find people to interview because you're on the air at 5 o'clock. <laughs> right. I always tell people that half of the work of a journalist is like finding the right person to talk to and figuring out how to contact Total. Them. Yeah, yeah. The hardest part of the day is the first hour. <laughs> exactly. Not, yeah. not the part when you're on TV. Right. Interviewing, that's a, that's no, the easy part, yeah. That, it's, it's the first hour. So so I would call up. the, the uh, There was a woman who handled the press for, the, for San Francisco General, and I'd say, can you find me somebody with AIDS to talk about? Here's the angle of the story. There's this new drug. I want to see if they'd... And she would go around. She'd ask patients, will you talk to Hank? And, and, they, and they would let me come over. So and, was it tough finding people, though? I mean, sometimes... I think people want didn't want to be mm. admitting. That. You know, here's the thing, and this is this always. I choked up in the movie when I was talking about this, uh, because uh, it it was not as tough as you think. There were so many of these men and women who were willing to go on TV and just. 
talk about what it was like, and they knew they didn't look good. They knew that they had lesions on their right. faces. They knew that their employers would see it, their friends, their families would see it, and they did it anyway. They said yes anyway, and I am forever in love with these people mm. for having the courage to do that because they thought it would help somebody else. Here's what I've been through. Maybe this will help you. Here's the drug I've tried. Maybe you can try it. I just I love these people for it, and they're all gone. I think what's also really great right now is I don't know if you've seen the show Pose on FX, but like yeah. there's there's some really great storytelling about HIV and like what it's like to be diagnosed positive and to figure out what you're going to do with your life. So I think it's it is a lot of the work that people like you did way back then that you know kind of introduced this into the into the the culture, if you will, and yeah. now it's kind of becoming like a mainstream conversation. It totally is. I mean, here you have uh, the city council president in New York, Corey Johnson, open gay, HIV positive, probably going to run for mayor, might be elected mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to Paul Volberding, that doctor, very famous doctor, he's in the movie, AIDS doctor. Uh, I, I interviewed him fairly recently for a story that I did, and he said, you know, I, someone who becomes HIV positive today, they're not going to die from that disease. Right. They will die from something else uh, if if they take the medications that we prescribe. So it really has changed dramatically for it, the better. It was so important for you to stand up for the community back then and for everybody to stand up back then, and especially now that it's the 50, 50th anniversary of Stonewall. Yeah. We're talking a lot about activism. Why is it important for people to stay activated now? Oh, you got to do it. I mean, come on. We got to help each other, especially in our community. We're still under assault. I mean, uh, uh, 72 countries, uh, you know, we can be uh, persecuted terribly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eight countries, it's a death sentence. Uh, How many states, uh, at least uh, 30 states? Uh, where you can be kicked out of your apartment still or denied a job. And they can say, you're gay, you're lesbian, I'm not hiring you. Uh, so, yeah, we got to help each other. I think that's a really important point because I think so many times, so often people think of gay issues as being marriage, right? And yeah. like, it's like there's so many more issues to think about right. being LGBTQ, wherever you fall underneath that umbrella. Well, and, and, and the next frontier, yeah. I think, is is the rest of the world because we've secured a lot of our rights in this country, but, uh, but our brothers and sisters overseas, some of these countries, they're just being treated terribly. So before we let you go, because we got to wrap up. Tell people where they can find out more information about this if they're not in LA, where they can see it. Oh, you just go to go, just Google Five B Film. Okay, and there's everything's on there. Uh, they're going to release a list on Monday on that website, Five B, uh, for theaters. Okay, so if you live in Houston, if you live in San Francisco, you can see where it's going to be playing. It opens June 14th in hundreds of theaters. That's and awesome. where can people find you, Hank? Oh, uh, you can uh, besides just, in Palm Springs. Yeah, you, you can just Google me, and uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Great. Yeah. My dad is going to be thrilled when I send him a photo of us together because, like I said, he's been a big fan of CBS Five and KPI. Well, formerly KPIX, but now CBS Five. Uh, when you were there for all those years, and so it's it's such an honor to see and talk with you. So the thank you honor so much. is mine. Thanks for for having me on. Thank you. Make sure to look out for Five B Film. Um, the documentary is going to be premiering tonight at LA Pride. We'll be right back. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared Nally. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. the subject jam-packed show today yes we have had a really good one i've loved the show today yeah you know we had a mariah carey debacle (laughs) we had a wonderful mother on yeah we had a feel-good story yeah 
Then we talked about a very important documentary screening tonight in Los Angeles. With, we are on it. With Hank Plant, who like... Legendary journalist. I know. I, I literally, like when I heard his name, I was like, oh, I've heard that name before. And then he walked in. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. you're that guy that I used to watch on the news yeah, all the time. Yeah, so so exciting. Cool. But we have these two news stories that we did not get to yes, earlier. Yes, we, st- we have a lot of stuff that we're not going to get to on the rest of the show. Yes. Uh, which is, I mean, we more to look forward to on Monday, I suppose. Right. I, I do have an update to the adoption story that my wife has been going through for the past month uh, discovering she had a new dad her birth dad that she thought was her birth dad is not her birth dad she had a whole new then there's a whole new dude involved the whole a whole adoption debacle thing brought to you by ancestry.com yes I know so. I think they're stirring up a lot of things in people's families a lot of secrets <laughs> are now coming to the surface so, so we will get to that on Monday we'll do that on Monday um, and for all of you that haven't heard it you can check out the podcast because we did that on Tuesday's show where we kind of Ali told like the yeah, story set of the what scene. happened Yes, exactly. It's a confusing story, but yes. it's especially confusing because I'm trying to protect everybody's identity. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we call it Mary and Marty or something. Yeah, I know. Now I have names. to go back and listen and <laughs> exactly. figure out which fake names I use. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, and we still had to get to gay news headlines of the week, yes. uh, which I don't know if we're going to have time to do because we have to finish these stories for news that are loose that we did not get to. We got to talking and we only got to one of the one of the three. So let's talk about... un. Oh, we're going to do... Yeah? No? Uh? Okay. Justin, we were like, should we play the news that are lose it music? Oh, no. We don't have time. We don't we have, have to time. move on. Okay. Okay. Unretiring. This is something that's becoming a new trend among baby boomers, the, ba- the baby boomer generation. And of course, you know, a lot of people, when they look forward to turning 65, oh, thank God, yeah. I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to have to work another day of my in my life. I'm finally just spend the rest of my day going on cruises and learning how to golf or crochet or <laughs> the lady, whatever. The lady sitting next to me on the plane yesterday, she's like, I've been retired for five years and I'm having the time of my life. I walk six miles every day. I was oh. like, six miles? She's like, yeah, I walk my dog and we go. She lives here. She actually lives like two blocks from the station here. It's kind of crazy. I, some people are like, oh, I think I'd be so bored if I wasn't working. My I grandparents were having the best time. I mean, they were going on trips to Europe. They were going to Africa. They were going... I mean, my grandma had a bridge club that she... I mean, she was doing something. Her social calendar was full, especially when she moved into that retirement community. I mean, I couldn't get a hold of her. My my dad, uh, who's been here on the show, um, we played family food or something like that. Um, He... You say all these game names with such disdain. I was trying to remember like what we called it. it? It Name that show, (laughs) family food, something. I feel like we, we come up with all these cool games and like we're always like well what do we call this um, but like my dad's been retired I think for maybe a year and a half ish um, and I was like what are you going to be doing because I don't need you on my phone all day like every day but he's learning gifs exactly learning how to send gifs is a thing that he's doing now and it's like oh god <laughs> my dad sent me his first gif is it gif or jif he sent I'd it to me gif yeah and it was like of this little toddler in like a like like do, Dan, gyrating doing her foot. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, oh no, here thing. we go. Uh, but it turns out that there's a new trend now of, of older people going out of retirement. They are unretiring. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's for various reasons. Of co- course, maybe people didn't have as much retirement money as they thought they did. Maybe people are just bored and yeah. they want to go back to the workforce, just do something part-time. Uh, but I don't know about you, and I and, and I, I don't have a ton of information about what exactly, what which jobs people are re, uh, unretiring well, into. Well, Plant is, is still working after retirement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's doing part-time journalism and stuff. He's just doing stories that he's very passionate about. But I have also seen a lot of old, 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 older people doing rideshare. 
Mm, okay. And I don't know how I feel about that. Because yeah. there's been, I mean, some, I'm like, great, this is awesome. I'm really glad. You know, some, some, I talked to an older man who was like, it's just so nice to have people to talk to. And I'm like, that's great. I'm so happy that yeah. you're getting out there and you're moving. But then there was another ride that I had where a guy was, he did not know what was going oh, on. No. Like, he should not have a driver's license. He shouldn't be driving anymore. I was afraid for my life. We were <laughs> in the middle of an intersection, and he was trying to figure out which way he should turn. Oh. And st- and then he didn't know, so he just stopped in the middle of the intersection was like, hmm. What could go wrong? What am I doing? And I was like, God, get me out of here. One star, one star. <laughs> so, but, I, and then I've also seen some much older people working at CVS. And, I, yeah. and, and I'm like, okay, that's great that you have a part-time job. She seen, you know, the lady that I went up to seemed really happy. But I also was like, I feel bad. Like I'm mean, this yeah. younger person who's like, hi, some more my at all, please, or whatever I'm buying. I feel like I always see like uh, I haven't been to a Walmart in a long time, but I know that like being a greeter at Walmart is, is oftentimes like a position that you can kind of come out of retirement and go do part-time or I guess maybe full-time. Um, but I, I feel like retail jobs probably are a job that that is probably easier for people to get into coming out of retirement. Probably, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I mean, there's we live in an ageist community, I yeah. think. So coming out of retirement probably isn't easy, depending on the field. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Maisie Williams and Sophie Turner very quickly before Two we close out faves. the show. Yes, this is uh, uh, Arya Stark and Sansa Stark. They are sisters on the show. They are best friends in real life. I don't really claim to love celebrity gossip, but I love Sophie Turner because she seems like a real badass. She uh, revealed recently that she played a, a tequila shot game with her friends where they would drink a shot of tequila and then slap each other in the face before oh. they could swallow the shot. Yikes. I was like, you are badass, lady. It's a good game. Uh, but she also would prank other people on the set by trying to make out with Maisie Williams, Arya Stark, to mess with the other Game of Thrones crew. How very Game of Thrones-y that she's making out with her sister. I know, right? You know, like, yeah. I always felt like a bad person for wanting the Olsen twins to kiss each other. Okay, you're just weird. No, I'm I, I'm so, not alone. Wait, like back in the day or now? Uh, n- now, not when they were children. Well, oh, I, well, I, okay, good <laughs> well, point. As soon as they but, went on Full House, I was like, I was those say, kids should no, make out. No, I mean, like, <laughs> they've been adults for a long time, yes. is what I mean. No, but I mean, I don't know what... what they've it, aged really... Weirdly. Yeah, they're getting yeah. a little wonky looking. Yeah. But I think that uh, there is a fascination with like sisters being so close that you're like, woo. Yeah. Uh, but I think there were also a lot of lesbian rumors going out about around them when they were, you know, seen together all the time. They were best friends and there were some lesbian yeah. rumors. So instead oh, I never of being. Yeah, I, I did see some of that. But you get circulating. the lesbian newsletter. I don't get it. So. <laughs> I do. Yeah, 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 I get push alerts. Right. But she, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but she, she is playing into it. She's like, all right, I'm going to pretend well, to make no, no, out no, with me. Amazing. Wait, 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 what? wait. What is the app called? <laughs> uh, Les Find Out. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's I figured there was a good name for Les it. Les okay. News It, yeah. <laughs> so she was just playing it up and she said we we fully knew about it. We played into it and uh, they would they would like they were on set and they would try oh, and kiss each about, other in the middle of a you're scene. About the Game of Thrones people, not the Olsen twins. Uh, no, no, okay. no, no. We fully knew about it. We exactly. played into it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, on the set they would kind of do the scene and then try and kiss each other in the middle of the scene 
and see if anybody would react. And uh, so it, it was just a fun game that they would play. And I think that there should be like a, a making of the, the series behind the scenes yeah. kind of documentary about the making of this show, because I would like to see some of this footage. I, I, I OK, I could see you wanting that. Um, <laughs> that would make sense. OK, so the gayest news headlines of the week we're going to have to do on Monday. Um, we've got more time, but we, we've got we'll have time on Monday to yes. get into those. Mm. Um, and we've got a guest coming in on Monday. We've got a lot going on on Monday's show, but we're out of time. Justin's giving us the whirling finger. Boo! Yeah, I know. It's well, crazy. everyone have a wonderful Pride weekend. Absolutely. Come say hi at the Channel Q stage. We'll be here in L.A. and there will be plenty of uh, Q presence in Sacramento and D.C. and in Boston as well. So That's happy right. Pride, everybody. Enjoy. And if you're in the L.A. area, go see the documentary 5B tonight at 8 p.m. Absolutely. And on Saturday and Sunday, come say hi to us. We also want to we also want to shout out Happy Pride to Key West, Florida, Philadelphia, New Orleans, Pittsburgh, and shout out to all of our new stations that joined us this week. We hope you've had a fantastic week. Um, it's been a long one for us. Yes, I'm ready it has. for the weekend. I'm yes. ready for a beer. <laughs> yes, we'll Please see you next God. time. Thanks for listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie. We'll see you next week.